0: You're listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks, where truth is spoken for your freedom. Hello, and thank you for listening to Aubrey C.D. Speaks. I will keep this episode rather short. Honestly, I'm I'm even recording in at, at a period of time that I normally don't record. I normally record in the middle of the night because children are sleeping and things can be silent there's not a lot of cars you know driving around there's you know I've got kids outside playing and right now I, I don't really have anything to block all of that noise and my windows uh, the the glass is really old and so it's really thin so anything that's outside you can can be heard and on top of that um, it's usually cooler at night so I don't have to have my AC running, my window units, but this is the middle of the day, and Texas, in the middle of summertime, and so my air conditioner is going to be running. You're going to hear its nice little sound in the background, and we're just going to trudge through. This episode, I decided to record right now, um, mainly because I just felt an urgency, to. Um... Honestly, I'm going to make this as short as possible. And so whether or not you've been listening to my podcast from the very beginning or you just happened to find your way on this one and you thought the title was interesting or whatever, I have a message for you. Okay, especially if you're just you're seeking truth, you want to know what's going on or you're having trouble sleeping at night, or you're really anxious about tomorrow, maybe even having panic attacks because of it, or are there things that have happened in your life that you wish, you know, you could just erase, or you've done things in your life that you wish you had never done. Regardless of any of that, regardless of your background, I have a message for you today. God loves you. And I know it's so passe to start anything off that way. I mean, if you're in the Bible Belt, you're going to hear it all the time. You know, somebody out there saying God loves you or Jesus loves you, you know, outside and they've got something to give you or they're trying to invite you to church or whatnot. But the reality of it all is God does love you. God loves you so much that even in even in 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 the middle of your life right now, He's giving you an opportunity to know Him, Him as He is, Him as He really is. Um, and I want you to listen to this. I don't want you to make a picture of what you think Christians are or how you've decided Christians are. Or even how you've decided God is or isn't. I just want you to hear me out. Okay? So listen all the way through and what you do with it after. is your life. This is your life. You, you choose how you want to do with it. But, but I ask for just if you just simply hear me out. God has such a love for you. Just like everybody else on this planet, he has such a love for. His desire always was for us to know him. For him to father us, to be able to tell us anything that's on his mind and on his heart, and for us to be able to tell him everything. To have such a honest, holy, pure relationship with him. That no matter what's going on around us, everything's good. Because it's good with God. And that was his, always his desire. His desire was always for us to, um, you know, take care of this world and have dominion over this world and, um, and yeah, it basically take care of it. He gave it to us. He gave it to the first man and woman to take care of and to take care of the animals and, you know that was just our our job on this earth and to just to be with him and to know him and I mean he created us in his in his image, but because of sin because it came into the world, um, we've we have some pretty nasty stuff going on, some things that we wish we had never known, some things that you know we wish that mankind had never experienced, uh, you know, in its time or our time or whenever, and, and it's nasty and it's ugly, and but God didn't create any of that. Sin created that. Sin created disease and sickness and the nasty decay of, of flesh and our, our bodies and our organs. It, it created all that. God didn't create that. Sin created that. And he decided that he was going to get us out of all of it. And the way he was going to give it, get us all out of it was through Jesus. His son, his beloved son, his firstborn. And the way he did that was Jesus came on this earth and he was human and yet God And even though he had every opportunity to do all the things that we seriously regret in our lives, um, Jesus chose not to. So he was sinless. He didn't do anything immoral, unholy, ungodly. He didn't say anything immoral, unholy, ungodly. He didn't think anything immoral, unholy, ungodly. He said no to it all. So he had no sin on his life. And he was the perfect, there was no blemish inside of him, you know, his spirit, his heart, his mind, his soul. And so he was the perfect um, sacrifice for our sin because he took everything that we have done wrong in our lives, thought, said, did, and put it upon himself. And he said, I will take the punishment of sin, because sin goes to one place, and that's hell. It's forever burned away, forever burned away. And when we die in our sin, we go where sin goes. But God said, I desire for my creation the, the very creation that I molded from my own hands and breathed my own breath into. I desire for them to know me. And so that's why he sent Jesus. And Jesus said, I desire for you to know them. And so I'm going to put all of the sin of the world upon myself. And God said, you put all the sin of the world upon yourself and, and you will be punished for carrying the sin of the world, you will take on their punishment. And in three days, I will raise you from the dead because you will be sinless and I will raise you from the dead and you will come back to me victoriously with the ability to bring back through the sacrifice that you made and the blood that you shed uh, to give opportunity, a salvation for For anyone who asks it. And Jesus said, yes, I'm okay with this. And so even though to for his body, humanly, physically, mentally, it was going to be a tough deal. This was going to be a tougher deal. He said yes to this. With the promise that the father would raise him from the dead in three days. He put his faith and trust in God. And so he willingly became human. He willingly walked this earth. He willingly took all of the sin of mankind upon himself. He willingly went to the cross, which was a horrible way to die, went to the cross, took on our sin, took on the punishment of our sin, believing that the Father would raise him from the dead, and he did. God raised him from the dead. And he went back to the Father. The reason he went back to the Father was so that those who believe on him and put their faith and trust in him would uh, be filled with the very spirit of God so that God may be with us while we're here on this earth. We don't even have to wait for heaven to know God. We would know God here on this earth because his love, his spirit would be in us. And so, everyone on this planet, from the day they're born to the day they die, have an opportunity for salvation. Now, from the get-go of making a choice of whether or not they're going to lie to mommy and daddy, or they're going to tell the truth, or they're going to disobey mommy and daddy and they're going to tell the truth, there's conscience. Because there's conscience in everyone. God wrote his law, his moral compass is in us, our conscience, with knowledge, is what conscience means, with knowledge. It's inside of us, inside you, inside me, so we know what's right and wrong. Whether we have heard the Ten Commandments or not, we know what's right and wrong. We know it's wrong to kill. We know it's wrong to steal. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to commit adultery. We know these things. We know it's wrong to disobey our parents, to dishonor them. We know these things, okay? So here we are with this moral compass, with this knowledge of morality uh, inside of us. And we choose to live how we choose to live. We choose, we make our choices. And so when we have made the choice to go against what our conscience knows is wrong, we have sinned. We have sinned against God's uh God's God's moral compass the what he put in us we've chosen to sin and in the moment we've chosen to sin sin has come upon us and we have become a prisoner to it and it, it becomes easier and easier and easier to lie cheat and steal right to dishonor our parents to stick our tongues at them as they walk away to rebel against them it becomes easier and easier and easier to do and it's because we've become a prisoner to it we feed it it's like an addiction But because of God's love and because of what Jesus did, we don't have to live in it. We don't have to be a prisoner to it. We don't have to be bound by it. It doesn't have to be an addiction that we have to feed. We no longer have to be under the, I'm going to say it, under the enslavement of sin. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He was the perfect mediator. He shed his blood. So not only can we be... So not only can sin be removed from us, but the guilt of sin can be removed from us. And he shed his blood so that we would no longer be bound by the very things that sin brought, which was sickness and disease. He took that all for us. And so today, right now, I'm telling you this. God loves you so much in your sin, whatever you're doing in this very moment. God loves you. His love was so great, he sent Jesus to be the payment for your sin, the punishment, to to take on the punishment of your sin, to go where sin goes, and he did it. He did it for you. The price has already been paid. You no longer have to be bound in sin or prisoner of sin. You no longer have to feed that addiction. You may even have had moments where you've said, If I could just, if I could just take away my past, if I could just remove that from my life and just start over, I would do it in a heartbeat. Here's your opportunity. Here's your chance. If you put your faith and trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross, just like the way Jesus put his faith and trust in the Father, that the Father would raise him up in three days and bring him back to him, that he may sit on the throne beside God, Jesus put his faith and trust in God, that God would restore him to the place beside the Father. If you would put your faith and trust in Jesus, that he will restore you to the place that you belong, which is a child of God, without the, the chains of sin, if you believe that Jesus is who he is, is the son of God, that he took on your punishment for you so that you would have salvation, so that you would be redeemed from the chains of the prison of sin, that he shed his blood so that you don't have to, that he took on the punishment so that you don't have to, if you hold on to that, And put your faith and your trust that Jesus did that for you. And repent of your sin. Of everything that you have done wrong. And you don't even have to list them. But if you would humble yourself. I'm telling you. I've been there. Okay. If you let go. Of everything else. Let go of pride. Let go of who you are. Let go of. Of what people have named you, called you, who your family is, whatever it is that you hold high and dear, you simply let go and humble yourself and admit that you need salvation. You need to be free from this, from sin. And you put your eyes On him, on God, and repent of your sin, he will answer you. He will humble yourself before him, admit that you have sinned against God, that you have you have gone against what you know to be right that you are bound in sin, that you can't get out of it on your own, and that you need him. He'll answer you. Put your faith and trust in Jesus, that he has removed you from sin, and he will answer you, and he will pour out his love upon you. Call out to him. Admit that you need him. Admit that you're in sin. Admit that you can't get out of it. Admit that Jesus is the only way to the Father and he's the only way to salvation. He loves you so much. He was willing to, to send Jesus to die for you. His, his son, his firstborn, his beloved son. Can you imagine being a father and saying the only way that these people will will be saved is if I send my son to bear their punishment. And being that father and, and doing that because he loved you so much that he wanted all of you. And he said, I'm going to give them an opportunity. They, they, they get to choose. I'm not going to push it, but I'm going to give them an opportunity to have salvation. And so he gave you an opportunity through Jesus. I encourage you to admit that you have sinned against God, to admit it to God, to ask for salvation, but to put your faith and trust in Jesus and watch him change your life. He will pour out such a love on you. He will pour out his love on you. And not only that, his spirit will be with you. God with us. God with you. He will take great pleasure in hearing you, hearing your voice, hearing what you have to say. And He will take great pleasure in telling you the things that He's longed to tell you, the things that He's longed to say. So today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. I encourage you, Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Don't let the opportunity to know his love, his peace, his joy, his delight in in hearing you and you hearing him and having a relationship with God as father, the perfect father. He's so good. He's so good. He's so loving. He's so kind. He's so just. We so justly deserve to be punished with our sin. But he said, I I want them to know I love them. I'm giving them an opportunity to know me. To know me the way they were supposed to know me. They were created. I created them to know me. And I want them to have the opportunity. I don't want them to die in sin. I know you may... God and the devil and... Yeah, the devil exists. He's real. And... He knows he only has so much time because at the very end of all of this, he's going to spend eternity in hell, eternally punished for his rebellion and his disobedience. And he would love, absolutely love, to take down every body he could. Anybody and everybody that God has created, he would love to destroy He would love to take you down. He would love to make sure that you're going to be where he's going to be one day because he is so rebellious and so disobedient and hates God so much. He wants you to be destroyed and he will do whatever it takes to destroy you and to keep you away from the love of the Father. But today is the day I I have told you of your salvation. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Don't give way anymore to the destruction of, of the enemy. Don't, don't allow him to take you away from the Father one more day. Go to the Father. Go to Jesus. He loves you. He has good things for you. He has a perfect plan for you. And no matter where you are, if you're in a place where it is unlawful to know Jesus and to love Jesus, I want you to know that it may be death, but isn't it worth an eternity of freedom with God to have his love no matter how long you're here on earth, to know his love for you, His joy, His freedom. In the midst of chaos, you will have perfect peace. His love is worth everything. Anything and everything. Nothing is more wonderful than God's love and being able to know His love. So until next time, be blessed.